The brilliant horizon is expansive and breathtaking. We take a moment to pause and reflect on the future ahead of us. We see it's filled with infinite possibilities. It does require us to take the first step of faith to move forward. The journey calls to an irresistible drawing of desire deep in your soul, beckoning you ever forward. We're filled with hope and possibility. You must deeply engage in your faith to propel you into inspired action. Come engage with Jennifer Duza and Karen Smith as they lead, encourage, and inspire you through life's pivotal choices. We will focus on leadership, mindset, business, entrepreneurship, faith, abundance, and building your dreams. Jennifer and Karen's personal stories will make you think, laugh, be inspired, deepen your faith, and help you fulfill your own God-given callings. The world needs your gifts and talents. They lie ahead on your brilliant horizon. Welcome to today's episode. Hello, Brilliant Horizons world. How are you today? Welcome everyone. (laughs) Today, Jennifer and I are going to be introducing you to a really fun new concept you may not have heard about, but what if you knew that there were a set of natural laws out there that actually had more control or influence on how you actually earn money versus who is actually in the office of the president or how the world economy is doing? Would that pique your interest? Would you like to know more? I'm going to answer and say, yes, please. (laughs) And you might be asking, how come I've never heard about these natural laws before? In today's episode, Jennifer and I are going to dive into one of the natural laws that greatly influences the money that you earn, as well as the money that you keep. And we are excited to have you along today. So welcome. Karen, before we get started, tell me a little bit more about what are the natural laws? so glad you asked. For those of you who may not have ever heard of the natural laws, they are a set of God-given principles that control the operation of the universe. And some of these you're really familiar with. Anybody heard of the law of gravity? We are oftentimes aware of the scientific laws, like the law of gravity or the law of physics and things like that. But we often don't realize that there's an entire set of natural laws that actually control how money works. And this is an area that I specialize in with my clients. And so you guys are getting an inside scoop today of things that I usually reserve for my financial coaching clients. And so pull up your chair. This would definitely be an episode. You might want to grab a notebook and a pen because you're going to learn some things you've never probably seen before. And hopefully you'll come back and listen a couple of times as Jennifer and I go through this one. So today we are going to focus on the law of compensation. This is so exciting, Karen. I have heard you talk bits and pieces about the natural laws and the law of compensation. So I'm really excited to learn more as I'm sure our listeners are as well. So tell me, what is the law of compensation? I love it. Well, the cool thing about all these natural laws is that they always work, whether you believe in them or have heard of them or actually think they work or not. And when you get yourself in alignment with these laws, they actually bring more happiness and harmony and to our lives. And they actually help you be more wealthy and prosperous, not only in the physical sense of money in the bank, but just calmer in your spirit and more able to see the possibilities that exist out there for abundance. The specific law of compensation really is that foundational piece of you reap what you sow. We've all known that scripture talks about that, or you hear things in our daily life of, well, what you give comes back to you. And that's a very basic piece 
piece of this law. In this particular law, the word compensation actually means equal returns for that which is given. So again, whatever you sow, you are going to reap. There's three main points. So those of you who are note takers, this is a good place to get your pen and paper ready. There's three functions in the law of compensation. And the first one is the need for what you do. So think about when we need cars, like it's pretty awesome that somebody is out there making cars for us, right? Or providing food or somebody who builds houses. Also, the second piece of that law is your ability to do it. So when you think about the career that you have, maybe you are an engineer and the skill level at which you are performing your job as an engineer also determines what you get paid. So if you are brand new in this profession, you're not going to be as skilled. And so you're probably not going to make as much money as someone who has been in the engineering business for 20 or 30 years. The type of engineer, if you are a rocket scientist engineer, you're going to be making more money than someone who might be building roads. And then the third piece of the law of compensation is the difficulty in replacing you. So let's just go through each one of these as we think about it. So maybe you are currently working at McDonald's or you're working in a corporation in a job that's kind of routine and a lot of people kind of cycle in and out of this. We think about a job like working at McDonald's and many of us started there or had a role there, but it's a lower paying job because the market values it in a lower capacity than say someone like Elon Musk's job of building electric cars with the Tesla cars. And so there's a different value there. Or think about someone who is a neurosurgeon. There are not very many neurosurgeons out there, and yet there's a great need for them. There's also a great need for someone who is working at McDonald's, because think about every time you drive by a McDonald's, there's always cars waiting in line for food or people in the parking lot or in the actual building, as long as you're meeting that the need for what you do. Now, the second piece is your ability to do it. At every level, there are people of different skill sets. If you go into a McDonald's, sometimes you have someone who is really focused on customer service and does an amazing job for you. The food comes out correctly, your order was correct, and it was an easy transaction. And that person is going to be seen as more skilled than someone who might not look up from their phone or the order is wrong or the money was counted back incorrectly. And between those two employees, the person who is going to rise or maybe be considered for promotion is the person who's more competent at it. Then also this is the third part, and that is the difficulty in replacing you. And this is the piece where a lot of people get tripped up, particularly if you are going to ask for a raise for a job that you're doing, or maybe you're not been promoted and you're kind of like, well, why is this not happening? If you are doing a job where it is very easy to replace you, such as working like a McDonald's drive up or at the counter, you are not going to earn as much money as someone like a neurosurgeon. A neurosurgeon has spent years studying their craft. They have gone to several layers of medical school. They've been in residency and there are only so many neurosurgeons in the world. And so this is also a big piece of how the compensation that you receive will be different. And so if you think about where you're at with your current role, maybe you are in a role that's unique and specialized. Your company would be very hard pressed to find someone who does what you do. You are definitely going to have an advantage in earning a greater compensation. Same thing if you are a McDonald's frontline worker, what are some things that you can do to increase the company's difficulty in replacing you? Well, part of that might be having a spectacular attitude where you are just happy and you're giving great service to everyone and they begin to look at you for a potential 
middle management role. So you've added to the value of your compensation by increasing your skill set. What's really interesting is, is that we have missed this in a lot of our modern day focuses is that the better your service, the better your reward. This is an area where I think companies like direct sales companies can really thrive is if you have someone who gives really great service, people are willing to return to that salesperson time and time again to buy more products. Or you think about for those of you who might have an example of buying, maybe your family has always purchased their vehicles from a particular dealership and you just go there time and time again, or your dad always goes to the same mechanic to fix cars, or you go to the same hairdresser time and time again. And this is a classic case. So cosmetology is quite a common profession. Doesn't mean it's any less important. It's just a common profession. But you look at the people who really shine and maintain a strong list of clients consistently, or no matter what salon that they're working at, where their clients follow them, it's because they have a certain skill level or they have an ability to connect with the client that makes them very difficult to replace. Again, that's point number three, the difficulty in replacing you. So as you observe the law of compensation in effect, maybe throughout the rest of this week, just observe every business that you go in or even in your own life. How are you adhering to these three principles of the need for what you do, your ability to do it, and the difficulty in replacing you? How do we see the law of compensation play out in our lives? Mm -hmm. It actually is at play every day in every way. And you see that when you go to a particular business, or maybe you have certain businesses that you expect a certain level of skill. And then say something like when you go to your dentist and he's going to fill a cavity for you, you expect a certain level of skill from that dentist. However, when you drive through say a coffee place, do you actually expect a high level of service from that? Or are you just going to order your coffee and very robotically, they're going to hand it out the window, take your money and you're on your way. You don't really have an expectation of that. And which one do you pay more for? You pay more for the dentist than you do for um, the coffee because it's a different value out there. It's something that people are actually quite aware of and see quite frequently in their own life. They just don't put it together in how to change their own ability to earn money, which is pretty important when we think about it at the end of the day. So Karen, we all want more wealth and abundance. How do we work with the law of compensation? I love that. So as you take stock of your own position, and this is the work that you do, if you are an entrepreneur, what is it that you are offering in either a product or a service to the market that they have difficulty in replacing you, or there's a need for what you do, and then also your ability to do it. So if maybe you are selling your world famous homemade barbecue sauce at the farmer's market, and people tell you all the time, it's delicious, it's amazing. Well, in order to increase the compensation that you receive, you're going to have to increase more people that fall in love with your barbecue sauce and can't imagine having their ribs or their burger without it. That creates the difficulty in replacing you. Entrepreneurs get hit with this law of compensation all the time because sometimes we end up having an idea that nobody really wants or values, and then you end up going broke. <laughs> and then for those of you who are in a corporate setting where often pay is delegated down to charts that HR has broken out and you don't always 
have a chance to move those in the same way, you can actually increase your compensation by simply getting better at the job you do or aiming for the next job that you have to the point where you outgrow where you are and you end up needing a higher and better position. We've all been there. So maybe you did start out your career working at McDonald's and then you got a college education and you worked your way up to the next level. You see this with plumbers or journeymen where they start out and they're learning a very basic skill and they then become masters of their craft. And then they can be called like a master plumber. And of course, a master plumber can charge a very different rate than a journeyman can. And there's a reason for that. A couple of other ways that we can actually work with the law of compensation is just first become aware that it operates and then pay attention to where you actually spend your own money in that particular way. It's just a good, a fun exercise to pay attention to those three areas. And pretty soon you're like, oh, if I want to make more money myself, I'm going to have to do something that's unique and different. I can't just do the same thing everyone else is doing and expect to get paid more money. It's just not the way the markets work. And even if there were different policies in place or a different president in place, it wouldn't matter because the markets still always override the policy. Well, and is it that the value that I place on my dollar is why I value customer service? It's an important piece for you. And it's very difficult these days to find great customer service. And so that person then is in harmony with the law because it's more difficult to replace them because of the level of service that they're offering. And then you're also willing to part with your hard-earned money because that person is giving you a greater level of service. So because they're expanding in their own capacity to earn and give you are also able to expand in your own capacity. Okay, good to know. Well, and for those of you who this is the first time that you're hearing about the law of compensation, you might need to rewind this a couple of times and play it again. But just again, start observing how this law works and how you are interacting with it yourself. No judgment either way, but just observe that it always is in play. Always. Got it. Well, what are some daily tips or habits that we can develop to improve our alignment and results with the law of compensation? It's a great question. So I'm actually going to take this in a direction that maybe people don't expect. I want you guys to listen very carefully without judging yourself, but just taking time to reflect on this. So remember the law of compensation also ties into that it's equal returns to what you give. Do you expect something for nothing? Do you want to go someplace and you expect someone to give you something for free? If this is the habit and the pattern that you have in your life, remember, if you expect to have something for free, you will be called to give something for free to someone. And are you okay with that? So for those clients that I have that struggle with, say, poverty, a lot of times they expect something for free, which means that they have to turn around and give something for free. And make no mistake about it, you cannot buck the law. This is a natural law. It's like gravity. It always works, whether you believe in it or not, whether you have an awareness or not. And so if you are a person who is always wanting something for free, I'll give you an example for those in the direct sales industry. How many times do you have a customer who asks you for free shipping? And this is a classic case because Amazon has taken this to where they've included it really in the price of their products, but it's, it's changed the dynamic of all the small businesses out there who can't necessarily offer the free shipping. But what I would say is whenever you work, especially with a, say an artist or a, an entrepreneur, don't ask them for something for free. Now, 
if they choose to offer it to you, that's fine. But don't start your transaction out with wanting something for free because eventually you are going to be called to give something for free. Also, are you a bargain hunter? Now, I must admit, I love getting a good bargain, but this is a lowering of what you are going to receive back. So if you're a person who loves to wheel and deal, and I'm talking about this is different than negotiating for a fair price for the service or good that you offer. That's a very different level of energy around money than a bargain hunter. So do you find yourself only buying something if you have a coupon or if you see a mismarked price or if they happen to have something on sale? If you are only searching for bargains, you are going to have to give somebody a bargain And again, it lowers the ability for you to bring actual money in. Now, I want to separate this from being a value finder. We all work hard for the money that we earn, and we want to trade that money for what we have a perception of is good value. That is a true energetic exchange in the form of physical money, and that one works on a good level. So you can keep doing that. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I worked hard for my $20, and if I'm going to exchange it for something, I want to make sure that I perceive that that item has more than $20 of value to me, but it is an equal exchange for that person. This is why, for example, when you work with buying, say, a piece of art directly from an artist, their prices reflect their skill not your budget or your perception of the value. It's their skill set. Just like if you purchase coaching or you buy, you work with an entrepreneur to create something, maybe you hire a contractor to work on your kitchen. Yes, there are market prices, but you might be paying for his skill level. Maybe he's been in business 30 years versus the guy who's only been in business for a year. There is going to be a price difference because there's a value and a skill difference. And again, that's aligning with the law of compensation in the difficulty in replacing a particular person. This is why experience generally pays better um, as you get older, because you've learned a different skill set. Another way that you can get in harmony with the law of compensation is do you spend your money in a begrudging manner? Like, do you not want to pay people for things? How many times have you said well, that person should just do it for free. Yeah, we all do this. And so one thing that I'm going to speak to that might make some of you a little bit uncomfortable is how many of you out there expect somebody to watch your kids for free because they're family and you think, oh, well, that person's retired or well, they should be happy having their grandkids or it's family or she works from home. She can do it or she's, or she's not married or she doesn't have this or or yes, she doesn't have a family. Right. And it's that perception. So I'm not saying that family shouldn't help family. And I'm not saying that at times you aren't going to be asked to step up and be called to engage and offer your services for free to something that's very different. That's an intentional agreement you make. But this is the case of, do you really begrudge that? You know, sometimes I'll have a coaching client that says, oh, well, you have lots of clients. Why can't you just do this for free? Or, well, you're teaching this at the church. Why can't you just do it for free? Or it's really then devalues what is being offered. And because that is then a violation of the law of compensation. And remember, you cannot change the law of any of these natural laws. They work, whether you believe in them or not. The corresponding piece is that you will then be asked for something. If you begrudge spending money, money will begrudgingly come to you because it knows it's not welcome. And so even when you pay, say, your phone bill and you're getting ready to press send on that automatic payment, just give thanks and gratitude that you had the money to spend to cover your phone bill. Or if you are writing out a check to somebody, write in the memo line, 
thank you. Every time I pay for a service, I always love putting on there. Thank you for your great service because they have given me a gift by allowing me to do a transaction with them. I've learned from their skill level and I have benefited. And so we're in harmony with the law of compensation. I've paid fairly for the work that they've done and they have created a value because of their particular skill set. So don't ever begrudge spending the money. Um, just spend it cheerfully and gratefully because it creates also the situation where money can flow much more easily into you. I love that. You mentioned free shipping. Amazon, they actually don't offer free shipping. You have a membership right. to Amazon. Right. Now that membership includes free shipping, but you're paying for that e- exclusive membership to be a part of that free shipping club. And Or it's put into the price of the products. And so one of the ways yes. Amazon creates a difficulty in replacing placing itself is in the past, they were the only ones that had that really two day shipping. And that was very difficult to replace with other people. Now, other big companies like say a Walmart or a Target have come on board and they're doing more of that as well. So that's less valuable, but you can see how that ended up bringing a lot of customers over or it now creates the perception in the market that other companies should just offer free shipping. Mm-hmm. Well, the reality is, is if a company has offers you free shipping somewhere in the price of the product or the cost of doing business, that is added in there. Again, that's just the way the, the natural laws work. Everything has to be accounted for. There really is no free lunch. Right. <laughs> if you get a free lunch, somebody's going to ask you for a free lunch backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you bring that up with the bargain shopping because I am always looking for value with my money, but I also expect to give value as well. Right. And I'm also not talking about if you happen to be shopping at, say, Goodwill or the local thrift store, where that is a business that operates off used goods for a lower valued price. And there's nothing wrong with shopping there. However, if that's the only place that you shop, that is the only level of attraction to money that you will have. And money will come to you only in that way. And the reality is all of us want to make more wealth and more abundance. You can just do way more fun things with it. You can go on vacation. You can have a nicer house. You can donate to more charities. You can bless other people. So you should always want to grow your wealth and abundance. It does allow you greater expression in your own life. That's a good thing. So just observe as you go forward. Are there places where you might be kind of violating the law of compensation? And what are some things that you can do to get out of that? Give a fair day's wage for a fair day's labor. If you are an employer, you need to make sure you're paying your employees at at least a market-based rate. And you also need to be willing to pay employees differently. If you have someone who is say like a master plumber versus a journeyman plumber, you need to pay them accordingly. The more in harmony that your business is with the law of compensation, the more revenue and progress you will draw into it as well. Same thing of this is why you don't see Rolex watches being sold at the thrift store. They don't go there. They know the value and the perception that they have and what they offer on that particular piece. If you are, say, in a direct sales business, the ways that you can kind of differentiate yourself is on your ability to do it. Get smarter about your projects. Um, Get better at offering to help people. Make yourself great at customer service. A lot of times people in direct sales get replaced by another person just simply because there's no follow-up. In the last year, I've bought from maybe eight or 10 different direct sales companies, and only one of those reps has ever followed up with me. 
me? Did I run out of something? Did I need something? Did I like what I had? There was no connection with me. So the next time I needed to purchase from that particular company, I had no loyalty. I just went to whoever popped up on the radar of, of availability. And so if you are in direct sales and you want to make yourself more difficult to replace, be a person of value and service to your clients, help them get their reorders and make doing business super easy. Then if you're working, say in a government job, or maybe you're in that McDonald's role, what can you do personally just to get better at what you do? Do you need to increase your technology skills? Do you need to increase your people skills? Or what do you need to do to go to the next level? And that's all within your control to be able to influence those things. Because again, at the end of the day, it's you reap whatever you sow. Make sure you're sowing wealth and abundance instead of lack and limitation. I love that with what we're talking about with law of compensation, Karen, and pointing that out. One of the things that Karen and I do, we pray before we come in to record these episodes. Karen, you usually bring up, you have not because you ask not. Absolutely. It is because when we don't ask, there's no ability to then receive. It's just like if you're at a business and you have a question about the service that they provide. Go ahead and ask that question. Just don't have any expectations tied to the answer. Or you are working with a direct sales company and you're talking to the rep and you need, say, a facial lotion and you also need some eye cream. If she doesn't bring it up, don't be afraid to ask. Oh, what do you have for this? Sometimes we limit what can come to us just simply because we don't ask somebody to tell us more about something. Like you still maintain your ability to to decide whether you purchase or not. But if you don't ask, it's the same thing if say you're buying a new car, ask what's included, but don't necessarily expect them to give you a bunch of free stuff. Because again, that's in violation of that. Now, if they offer it up on their own, that's their choice. But that would also be a tip I could give a business is you don't necessarily have to offer a bunch of free stuff, continue to offer value. And as long as you're aligned with the law of compensation, again, the need for what you do, your ability to do it, and the difficulty in replacing you, you will always have a steady stream of customers who value and appreciate what you offer, which means that you will have a steady stream of revenue that you can then grow your business and live your life after. So I would just encourage you guys today of just be willing to get in harmony with this law of compensation. And if you want to learn more about it, just reach out to me. Again, this is, I teach these natural laws to my coaching clients and a future course will be offered on these as well. Yeah, it's definitely worth studying and learning and getting in harmony with them. Karen will be launching that soon. So we're really excited about that. (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited. It's changed my life to learn about these laws and as well as many of my clients. So I'm glad that we could just touch briefly on one today. Again, if this is the first time you're hearing about it, don't be afraid to rewind and listen to the podcast a couple of times and it'll come to you and you'll be really glad that you grew in the information, and the knowledge of this today. <laughs> and if you are looking for a financial coach, especially, um, please reach out to Karen. She does such a wonderful job with this. It's funny as we work together, we really are the yin and yang of, of each other. And this is one area that Karen just really excels at and knows what she's talking about and just does some amazing things for her clients with working them through, whether it's the laws of compensation or just how to make your money work better for you. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Jennifer. It's such a privilege to coach people through their finances and to help them get into the winning category there. And really winning with your money frees you up and it gives you an amazing amount of freedom 
where you can't be controlled any longer. And really the best piece is then you can be extremely generous and help other people, which is super fun. This is something that I didn't realize that you could be in harmony with your money. I just grew up in a way that I didn't understand money in a way that I do today. I'm glad I was able to break that cycle because now I have a much better respect for my money and therefore my money has a better respect for me. You're right. That law of compensation. It totally uh, is. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't realize that, but now the things that I'm learning and of course, you know, my love for Dave Ramsey and listening to that and, and yep. discovering that didn't even know someone like Dave Ramsey was out there or someone like Karen Smith was out there that could guide me through having a better relationship with my money. And actually Dave is a really good example of the law of compensation in action. So you think about the need for what Dave does. And I can say this as a Dave Ramsey master financial coach is that there's a huge need for helping people with their money. The second piece is Dave's really good at this and he has great processes, the seven baby steps. The ability of Dave to do this for people is super high. Also, the difficulty in replacing what Dave does. Dave's methods have continued to be refined over the years. Now, he doesn't really teach about the natural laws. That's something that I learned and added to my Dave Ramsey piece, but you see Dave living out the law of compensation. And so that's why he went from working at his kitchen table to now having a brand new office that they paid cash for when they built it in Nashville. He's a classic example of the need for what he does, his ability to do it, and the difficulty in replacing him. There's a lot of people out there who teach about money, but has anyone surpassed Dave Ramsey? Nope, <laughs> not at all. He didn't just start out at his kitchen table going, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come up with this system called the seven baby steps. That's something that's developed as he's honed in on his skills and he started creating, he started developing these skills. I'm going to do, you know, you need to do this and then you need to do this. You know, what'd be great is if we called them the baby steps, right? You know, and so that's how things develop. So don't feel like, oh gosh, I can't be a Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not meant to be a Dave Ramsey. You're meant to be you. You have a different path. Yep. And even if you look at major brands, like think about Coca-Cola, how many people can make Coca-Cola? Well, there's other brands of cola out there, right? But the difficulty is it's in, in replacing the actual taste of Coca-Cola. You've got people who get close, like, or think about why people choose Pepsi over Coke or Coke over Pepsi. There's still enough of a switching difference that they are able to engage in that difficulty of replacing themselves in that law of compensation. That's why they still sell millions of cans of Coke every single day all around the world. Or if you're someone like a Chick-fil-A mm -hmm. who they close on Sundays. So if it's a Sunday and I'm really craving that cracked chicken that they sell, <laughs> I'm either going to have to suck it up and wait till Monday or I'm going to have to go somewhere else to somewhat satisfy that craving. Absolutely. And you probably won't meet the satisfaction because they're extremely difficult to replace. Technically, you can get a chicken sandwich at multiple different places, right? You could even make one at home, but not you're not going to be able to do a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. And so even as you guys look at businesses and what you'll notice is around the globe, doesn't matter what culture it is or what language people speak, the love compensation is at play. If you look at businesses throughout history, you will see why certain businesses businesses fail. And you will also see why certain businesses succeed. 
It's also why I work with entrepreneurs. They're doing well enough. They are selling maybe at the farmer's market, but they haven't, they're never going to expand beyond the farmer's market because they don't meet one of these qualifications. And again, it's not a judgment on what they're doing. It's just the way the natural law works. Even when you're writing a book or you're doing a podcast, Jennifer and I had to look at say, well, what value do we offer that's different than all of the other podcasts that are out there and really creating something that makes us more difficult to replace. It's also, we don't stop ourselves before we even get started. Are there hundreds of other podcasts that talk about business and entrepreneurship, leadership with a a Christian value to them? Yeah, there are, Mm -hmm. but there isn't another Karen Smith. There isn't another Jennifer Duza. And because they broke the mold when they made us. (laughs) For sure. But, But there's a different value there. There's a different connection that you make. And when this is a whole nother um, show that we'll have to go into, but if you've been through something like a bankruptcy with your money or a layoff with a company or a foreclosure on your house, that isn't necessarily about you. Mm -hmm. Even though it's easy to go and say, why does this stuff keep happening to me? There might be a lesson there that you are supposed to learn, but it also isn't just, I'm a terrible person because I had a foreclosure. I'm a terrible person because I went through bankruptcy. I'm a terrible person because I lost my job. No, Mm -hmm. it just means that there's something that's, and you can speak to this better than I can, Karen, but it's, there's something better that's out there for you. It really is. And I think it's also, you brought up a really good point. It's more viewing these lessons through what am I supposed to learn and change? Because remember, you can't change anyone but yourself. And if a lesson keeps showing up in your life, it's because you haven't learned the lesson yet. It's the same thing of if you keep having issues with your finances, you're probably violating one of the natural laws and you may not even know it. And it's about getting you back in harmony with how that works or understanding how money actually works. This is not something that people are taught in school or even many top financial experts out there don't even really understand how money actually works. And that's the nice thing is once you learn these natural laws and how money works, you can just take yourself out of the fear of how the economy is, who's the president, whether there's a war on or whether there's no matter what stage of your own career you're in is that you have the ability to work in harmony with these and achieve the level of wealth and abundance that is yours by your birthright. What if someone like Dave Ramsey would have looked at himself after his bankruptcy? I really want to encourage you if you come from a background of poverty, or maybe you come from a culture that really doesn't value money or puts it down or is scared of it, or maybe there's never been a wealthy person in your family lineage, that you can get yourself in harmony with these natural laws and you can completely change the trajectory of your future. It is within your personal scope to do. So don't fall into a victim mindset. Don't think it can't be done. Yes, you're going to have to work and do some things that um, change your habits or get yourself in alignment with the laws, but it can be done. And I share that to give you guys encouragement and hope. Like you are not stuck. If you are looking at your current career and you don't feel fulfilled or you wonder how in the world are you going to get paid in a different way, there are ways to do that. And you can change that for yourself. You don't have to wait on your boss or your corporation or wherever you're working. It's the same if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you are going to be able to get in harmony with this law and you are going to be able to share your gift with the world and make a living doing it. That's so good. 
So good. Well, and this has been to encourage you guys. I know it's a totally new thing that you may have heard in a long time, but just take to heart that you can work in harmony with the law of compensation and that you can be greatly compensated for the work that you do, the ideas that you bring. And always be focused on creating something, not competing with something. Never worry about your competition. They're just doing their thing. Every bit of energy that you give to your competition takes away from your ability to serve others, which again, you don't want to do any violation of the law of compensation. So always work on creation and let the competition run their own race. Such a good point, because if we're constantly looking beside us or behind us or around us, it doesn't get us any further. In fact, it slows us down. Yeah. It's actually at a lower energetic level than creativity is. Creativity has a a pureness to it that has, it brings about a greater deal of value. And it's why Chick-fil-A can sell their chicken sandwiches and not really worry about the competition because McDonald's has chicken sandwiches. So does Burger King. Every place has it. But you know what? Do you ever hear Chick-fil-A talking about somebody else? No. They're just constantly getting better at what they do. Remember, comparison is the thief of joy. My kids get so tired of hearing me say this. They can tattoo it on their foreheads. (laughs) I know. Well, it's it's a reminder for me too when I'm saying that because could Karen and I get stuck thinking there's so many other coaches out there. There's so many other podcasts out there. There's so many other dot, dot, dot. It doesn't matter whatever it is that you do. Yeah, there are, but there's nobody else that's like you. Absolutely. And this is why it's so important. And this is why the American dream and the American value of individuality is so vitally important. It's really sad when you see people being grouped into all the same things or their individuality being taken away as because each one of us is gifted by God with certain callings and certain things that we're meant to bring into life and fruition. And unless we live those out, the world misses out on those things. And if we stop and really look at our calling they actually are aligned with the law of compensation, which means that you won't have to worry about how are you going to pay the bills? It's just getting yourself in alignment. Are there plenty of places in the world that that work opposite of the law of compensation? Well, of course they do, but they don't really stay in business very long at all. And it's also why sometimes maybe someone who appears to be quite deceptive or even evil in how they conduct business can quickly become what appears to be a millionaire and be successful. But eventually you see that person crash and burn. It's because they're they're not long-term in harmony with the way the law of compensation works. And so don't be worried when you see someone operating in a bad way with money, that's their path. And, and it will call for an accounting at some point. It just, it's the way the natural law works. And I don't even know why I said some of those things that I said. I, obviously there's somebody that's meant to hear that. There are people that are out there that make us feel kind of icky or feel kind of like mm, something's not right here. And I think it is because we're out of balance with that law of compensation. One of the other laws. It is. It's just like with gravity here in Colorado, we have skiing. And when you are perfectly balanced on your skis and you are going down a run and it is an amazing feeling, you're perfectly balanced and you're just swooshing over the snow. You got this gorgeous view of the mountains and the blue sky. And you just, it is the best feeling in the world. But let me tell you, if you are slightly off balance or you come around a corner and you are not prepared, talk about wipeout city coming down. (laughs) 
<laughs> you are no longer in harmony with the law of gravity and you are sliding on your butt down the mountain. And it's just like that with our money. So if you have areas where you don't, you feel out of harmony with your money, start with this one. There are actually 12 natural laws and there's a lot of different ones that we talk about and teach on. But this one I find is pretty impactful for people as an introductory piece into how the laws work. Well, thank you so much, Karen, for sharing this with us today. It's such an eye-opening experience to see what the law of compensation really is. I, of course, have heard you talk about it several times, but to go more in depth and understand what it really is and how it affects our lives, I appreciate you sharing it with us. Absolutely. And I would just encourage you guys take those little baby steps today, you know, spend your money with gratitude and thankfulness, receive money with gratitude and thankfulness, and make sure that you're giving good value and you're receiving good value. And that's a perfect way to start getting in alignment with the law. We hope that you all found value in this and share the value with others. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, Jennifer and I are here to be of service to you guys and reach out if you need anything. Take care, everybody. Stay well. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. We hope you found value in what you heard today. Drop us a note to let us know your favorite takeaway or application from today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any episodes. While you're there, be sure to leave us a review. And as always, if you're ready to grow and advance your own God-given callings, contact Jennifer or Karen for personalized coaching. Don't let your dream go one more day without living it out.